Hello and welcome back to our last daily devotional podcast for the Book of Acts. We will take a three-week break and then we'll come back on the 17th of August. Why 17th of August? Because from then, we will not be doing a daily podcast, but we'll only do twice um, a week, every Tuesday and Thursday. Let me explain why. Well, first of all... um, It'll give me a bit more time to uh, do other pastoral matters. But more important than that, actually, was that I don't want to rush through another Bible study or another commentary. Rather, I want it to be participative in the sense that you take time, each of us take time to um, mull over the Word of God. I'm going to do something different this time. I'm going to do the Psalms. But it will not be a commentary on the Psalms. Rather, it is to go a little at a time to help us, all of us, to pray through the Psalms. Not a quick one like, the Lord is my shepherd, so Lord, you are my shepherd. But rather to talk to God and ask God, like God, in what ways do do I need a shepherd? Are there things that I need? Do I feel confident, Lord, that you watch over me? And so we ask God questions, we, have, um, we bring doubts to God, but at the same time we bring our needs to God too and we rest in Him like a sheep waiting and resting and trusting in the shepherd. The beauty of the Psalms is that they are um, uncensored prayers. They are prayers of rest, they are prayers of doubt, prayers of trust, prayers of great bitterness and hatred. Like the one that says, O Babylon, how I would dash your children against the rocks. Bitter, angry, cruel. But all of these only express the feelings, the deep emotions and the suffering of the people of God. I don't believe that at the end of the day, the, the, the Jews and Hebrews would do atrocious things. And yet... They cried out in their bitterness and their anger to God and allowed God to minister to them. The Psalms, therefore, help us to pray. They're not, some, they're not passages to be analysed like the book of Acts to learn lessons. Rather, they allow us, they draw us out to speak the things that are deepest in our hearts. Some of these things are beautiful full of admiration, full of praise to God. But some of the other things are very ugly and bitter, things that may never we may never want to come out from our lips, but may be residing deep in our hearts. And even these things God wants to know. And so I'll lead you through the Psalms very slowly, perhaps just a few verses. And what I want then is for the breaks that you continue to pray that psalm for two days, so like Tuesday, you pray for Tuesday and Wednesday, Thursday, you pray for Thursday, Friday and Saturday, and then Sunday will be a sermon, we are doing the book of Philippians, and then Tuesday again. And all of this to help us to pray um, authentically, to pray deeply with God. Whatever the manner of prayers we have, we know that God hears us. And God will minister to us. Okay, so keep that date in mind. 17th of August, we will start again. This is exactly three weeks from 
April. From Monday, it will be three weeks from then. And then we'll come back for the podcast. And now for the last part of the book of Acts. Shall we pray first? Father, allow us to see how you would spare no effort, you hold back nothing, that your people might know you, the people may receive you, and God to know that you are the source of life, the source of all goodness. And so Lord, even as we wrap up the book of Acts, I pray that the lessons that we have learned along the way in these two months will remain with us, will change our lives. We ask in Jesus' name. Amen. Let's look at Acts chapter 28, verse 17. Acts 28, verse 17. Three days later, he called together the local Jewish leaders. When they had assembled, Paul said to them, My brothers, although I have done nothing against our people or against the customs of our ancestors, I was arrested in Jerusalem and handed over to the Romans. They examined me and wanted to release me because I was not guilty of any crime deserving death. The Jews objected, so I was compelled to make an appeal to Caesar. I certainly did not intend to bring any charge against my own people. For this reason, I have asked to see you and talk with you. It is because of the hope of Israel that I am bound to this chain. They replied, We have not received any letters from Judea concerning you, and none of our people who have come from there has reported or said anything bad about you. But we want to hear what your views are, for we know that people everywhere are talking against this sect. They arranged to meet Peter on a certain day, and came in even larger numbers to the place where he was staying. He witnessed to them from morning to evening, explaining about the kingdom of God and from the law of Moses and from the prophets, he tried to persuade them about Jesus. Some were convinced by what he said, but others would not believe. They disagreed among themselves and began to leave after Paul had made his final statement. The Holy Spirit spoke the truth to your ancestors when he said to Isaiah the prophet, Go to this people and say you will ever be hearing but never understanding. You will be ever seeing but never perceiving. For this people's heart has become calloused. They hardly hear with their ears and they have closed their eyes. Otherwise they might see with their eyes, hear with their ears, understand with their hearts, and turn and I would heal them. Therefore, I want you to know that God's salvation has been sent to the Gentiles and they will listen. For two whole years, Paul stayed there in his own rented house and welcomed all who came to see him. He proclaimed the kingdom of God, taught about the Lord Jesus Christ with all boldness and without hindrance. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. What we have learned as we look back from the beginning of Acts is that God spares no effort to bring his kingdom to people. He loves the world very much. Right from the beginning when Jesus told them, wait for the gift of the Holy Spirit, and then you will be witnesses in all the world. And then God poured out his Holy Spirit upon the disciples. But the Holy Spirit was not for the disciples to just enjoy 
from the word go, the Holy Spirit was to empower the disciples to speak the truth of God with boldness, with conviction, and to bring deep conviction to the hearers. And so God gave them the gift of tongues as well, that they might communicate. That only shows how much God wants people to know Him, ease of communication to various people. But beyond that, God changed the lives of the disciples too. Not for the benefit of the disciples alone, but that this, these believers might form communities that would show the world how wonderful and how beautiful it is to live in God's kingdom. But he also commissioned his disciples to give them gifts, gifts to heal, gifts to prophesy, gifts even to raise the dead. He allowed them to work miracles. Once again, not to they, uh, amaze people, but more to bring them into God's kingdom. But we see also that the disciples, though they were filled with joy, though they were filled with the Holy Spirit, did not live for themselves. They lived for one another and they lived for the world. Most of all, they were prepared to suffer for the gospel. And what we see is that throughout the sufferings, whether it was Peter or Paul or um, Philip or various disciples, each of them willingly laid their lives down for the others, even for their opposition. When they spoke the gospel, they spoke it with grace, with gentleness, with love even when they were persecuted. We remember then how each of the disciples endured suffering. Paul, in his journey, endured so many lies from the Jews, and yet not once did he hate the Jews or wish them dead. Rather, he persevered in preaching to them in the hope that they might come to the kingdom of God. But there is an end to this, to a sad and yet joyful end. And this is when Paul, in Paul's last words, when he said, Go to this people and say, You will be ever hearing but never understanding. You will be ever seeing but never perceiving. For this people's heart has become calloused. They hardly hear with their ears and they have closed their eyes. Otherwise they might see with their eyes, hear with their ears, Understand with their hearts, and turn, and I would heal them. Therefore I want you to know that God's salvation has been sent to the Gentiles, and they will listen. Several thoughts about this. First, that God wants to heal everyone who comes to Him. Heal physically, heal emotionally, heal spiritually. For everyone who turns to God, He will minister, and that is His promise. And so for all who are broken, all of us who have deep wounds within us, when we come to God, He will heal us. But the second truth is a sad one, that many ears and eyes will be shut. But who was Paul speaking to? He was speaking to the religious people. One of the biggest struggles I've had is that it is so much harder to bring people who are already in the church into God's kingdom 
than it is to bring people outside of the church into God's kingdom. While my daughter was studying in England, she found that many people hated God. And yet, people hated God not because they hated God per se, but they hated the image of God that the church had portrayed to them. The church had portrayed a caricature of God, a mean God, a strict God, a God who demanded just not just justice as in uh, helping the poor, but who always oppressed the poor and were always on the side of the rich. It was a church of pomp, of grandeur, and of great pride. And the people, when they heard a description of such a God, turned away from God. But that's not the real God. When people realize that God is different, when God in Jesus is loving and cares for the poorest of the poor, cares for the outcasts, cares for sinners, when he comes to the brokenhearted, when they hear that this is really their God, it is hard to turn them away from the gospel. They come because their hearts yearn for such a God. But the problem is those inside the church already. We cling to this belief that once we have said the sinner's prayer, we will go to heaven and never mind how we live our lives. And we resist any call to change or any call to repentance. We resist God's call to reach out to the unreachable, the untouchables. And we are angry when we think that the church would ever go that way. That would be a tragedy. Because these are the people, the religious people, are the ones who have closed their hearts, their ears and minds from God. Never mind whether they are Jews or they are people in the church. We are often the ones who are closed. God always went outside the temple, went outside the church to reach the people. Because the people need to know a God who receives them, who embraces them. And so the third truth is a more joyful one, and it is that the gospel will go to the Gentiles and they will listen. Today, the Gentiles are not the Christians, the ones in the church. The Gentiles are the ones outside the church, on the streets. People who need to hear of God. Just Two days ago, well, no, it was a week ago, I spoke with a young man and he, he shared about how he resented the church because the church demanded that he give his tithe and he said, my family was starving. And when my father brought us to the church, the preacher preached about giving 10% of our money, but everyone else in the church was very rich. My family had not enough to buy food and the pastor was saying, give 10% of your pay to the church. And he was so indignant, so angry with the church. But you know, as we shared, as I showed him, that the gospel was for the poor. That Jesus was gentle. Jesus never made demands on people. But Jesus rather would give himself to them. His demeanor changed. He began to want so much to know God more and more. You see, people outside the church often see Christians as self-righteous, condemning, rich, protective of our turf. 
And that is a tragedy. But if we were to bring the gospel of the love of Christ out into the streets, we will find that many people want such a God, a God who sacrifices himself for the least and the last. And so that is the conclusion of our study of the book of Acts, that the gospel will keep going out, and yet God will keep appealing to those within. God will keep appealing to those within to open our ears, our eyes and our hearts to him, that he may come to us and bring us into his kingdom as well. Let us pray. <clears throat> Father, we thank you for your great love towards us, that you would come to us again and again lovingly, even when we resist you, even when we oppose you, and you would stand at the door of our hearts and you would knock, because, Lord, you want us into your kingdom. But we thank you too, Lord, that you have opened the door to those who are outside, whether outside of Judaism or outside of the church. And you long to bring them into your kingdom too. We ask then for the grace, for the courage, for that compassion to go out, outside of our comfort zones, outside of the church, that we may bring your kingdom to those who are outside of us. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, it's been very enjoyable for me and I thank you for this privilege of sharing with you. During this time, as you have three weeks to rest, in a sense, continue to find your own Bible reading. Maybe you want to do a rerun of the book of Acts, just just go through some of the chapters and refresh your memory as to what we have learned about the power and the grace of God. Or maybe just rest, but don't stop talking to God. Don't stop listening to Him and reading from His Word because it is that which really will refresh you. And then we'll come back in three weeks' time. In the meantime, God bless you. And goodbye.